Steve in Nashville writes in with today's question. Pastor John, thank you for your ministry. To your knowledge, were any writers of the Bible self-consciously aware that they were being inspired by the Holy Spirit as they wrote? What would you say, Pastor John? Let me answer by pointing to three authors of Scripture, or at least three kinds of writing in Scripture. Even though we're not uh, given a window on to the very moment when the Old Testament prophets put their oral prophecies into writing, I think it's fair to infer that since they knew God was giving them words of his very own to speak orally, he would also take care to help them preserve those words when they or others came to write them down. If you look up in a concordance, how many times in the Old Testament the phrase, thus says the Lord, occurs? You will find in the ESV that it occurs 417 times. Wow. That's incredible. 351 of those, and, and by the way, that's only thus says the Lord. It might be says the Lord or <laughs> says God, or I only looked up that one phrase. There may be hundreds and hundreds of others with various wording. 351 of those occur in the books of the prophets. And in some of these cases, God himself says to the prophet that they should say, thus says the Lord. Like Jeremiah eleven three, you shall say to them, thus says the Lord, or Zechariah six twelve, and say to them, thus says the Lord, or Isaiah thirty eight five, say to Hezekiah, thus says the Lord God. And the point is that God intended for his authoritative spokesman to know that they were speaking authoritatively for him. Now, we should remind ourselves, I think, that the reason we embrace the Old Testament scriptures as God's word is not mainly because every author makes explicit that he was inspired by God. They don't. But that the Lord Jesus himself put his seal on the authority and the inerrancy of the Old Testament in several places in the New Testament, like John 10, 35, the scripture cannot be broken, Jesus said, and that the scriptures themselves reveal a self-authenticating glory as the very word of God. My second example uh, of an author is Paul. He said to the Corinthians, we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed beforehand for the ages for our glory. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. We have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart these in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 7 to 13. And we can get a glimpse into how Paul saw the way this played out in his writings. So we go from human words taught by the Spirit down to the writings in 1 Corinthians 14, 37, where he says, if anyone thinks that he's a prophet or spiritual, he should acknowledge that the things I am writing, writing, 
to you are a command of the Lord. If anyone does not recognize this, he is not recognized. In other words, Paul saw his writings as carrying an authority, referred to back in 1 Corinthians 2, which every other claim to prophecy should submit to. And the the last illustration I'll give is the Apostle John writing the book of Revelation. He says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place, he made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and keep what is written in it. So it seems pretty clear to me that John knew he was receiving special revelation from the Lord and that it was being written down. But again, let me stress in conclusion, let me stress that our final unshaken confidence rises not decisively or finally, from the personal claims of each biblical author to have been inspired, but rather from the peculiar marks of God's glory that shines through God's Word when the Holy Spirit enables us to discern what it means. I wrote a whole book about this last year. It was just published this year. It's called A Peculiar Glory, how the Christian scriptures reveal their complete truthfulness. And if that's if that's what Steve is wrestling with, I hope he'll look at it. Yeah. Very good book to check out at desiringgod.org forward slash books. There's a lot of great books to read there too. Check out everything we have. Uh, over a hundred titles, I think, now available for you, desiringgod.org forward slash books. When it comes to this podcast, you can find our audio feeds in our episode archive, and you can reach us via email all through our online home at desiringgod.org forward slash John. And on Friday, we're going to close out the week by pressing into one of the more common questions that we get in the inbox, one that I don't think we've ever addressed yet in the, in the past, and it's a question over whether or not our loved ones who are in heaven can look down on us and see us. We'll take a biblical look at a few different texts to try and figure out this question on Friday. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. We'll see you then.